and welcome, welcome to, to Earworms, Worms, a podcast for the things that you just can't seem to get out of your head. I'm your co-host Keegan, and I'm your co-host Mimi, and we're married. In case you didn't know, we're married, married. and we're here in a slightly different recording setup today. We'll see how this goes. It's on my the microphone's on my knee, so if that falls, oopsie, it's fine. Uh, who's going first this week, me or you? Um, I'm I'm fine with the, with either, whichever the way the butter turns. Okay. Um. Okay, I, I think you want to talk about that a little bit then. Yeah, go ahead and start with that. I don't know if that's your earworm. Oh, no, that's not my earworm. I just saw a TikTok earlier of someone who's making butter, and I was like, I can make that. So I've been shaking butter for the past few minutes. I don't think you can hear it in the podcast, so I could technically continue. But what you can hear is whenever I'm shaking the butter, my earrings shake, and that's like a background noise. So, mm. so that's what I've been doing. Um, but I guess, yeah, we can start with mine. All right, okay. I am ready. Tell me. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like you're ready, like you're no, ready to take me. over. Okay. Tell me what I'm learning about. So I have been thinking a lot, and I think the best way to really like immortalize like people and the things you love are to kind of put them in media in a way. Like if I wrote a book about Keegan, and then he passes away, that book is always there of like a speck of him, mm-hmm. of like a remembrance of him, like memoirs and everything. So I wanted to spend this episode talking about my... Oh gosh, hi bud. Come here. Talking about my favorite old lady. Her name is Totes. Totes. And she is our dachshund. Um, I know we've spoken about Totes a little bit, but I just thought I'd tell you guys a few tales about Totes. Yay! Tell us the story of Totes. Totes. The old dog. Yes, yeah, so... a hot dog. So she is 12 and 10 months. She turns 13 in December and we're going to throw her a little party because I realized my parents never threw her any parties. So she's traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you totes? She's just chilling in between us on her own little pillow right now. Yeah. Um, But um, totes is a wiener dog. When we first got her, we thought that she was actually a mini wiener dog since she was so (laughs) small. And then we actually met a mini wiener dog and found that totes towered over her. (laughs) So she was not a mini dog. Um, Full size. Yeah, she's full size. Full size. She's mixed with another type of dog. We don't know what she is. Um, but we always like to call totes and say that like she's from the hood and everything. But, Keegan, do you know what hood she is from? Uh, the nice one that you grew up in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we grew up in a bit of a nice neighborhood. But totes, um, she, did, she was a shelter dog. But it's like a young couple had her first. I think we got her when she was about six months. It was like a young couple had totes first. And they couldn't take care of her. So they took her to the SPCA. And she was at the SPCA for like a few days at most before an old couple took her and took care of her and then they realized like they couldn't take care of a puppy with you know their lifestyle so then they brought her to the spca and the day they brought her to the spca my sister came saw totes and she was like i want that dog and the spca was like well we haven't actually registered so i guess yeah we can like technically give you this dog and we just will put it you know underneath the table under the paperwork yeah <laughs> yeah don't even have to register her because she never clocked in <laughs> basically yeah um and so we took care of her but um i don't know i think totes thinks that she's like from the hood like she's she's from like the compton of dog world yeah. you know she definitely acts tough every time we go to the dog park she acts like she's in charge and everyone needs to listen to her 
yeah yeah <laughs> she's tough <laughs> she gets involved with all the other arguments in the dog park yeah and so we had totes for a while along with the dog that i grew up with his name was also he was an australian shepherd um and they kind of grew up together and some fun things about totes is totes does not like like chaos at all this dog hates loud noises loud people and chaos Mm -hmm. so even till this day and she did this when she was younger if all of us were like being loud and playing a lot she would like woof but she'd be very stern and you need to stop doing this right now and she does this till this day right yeah she does it to enrique whenever me and him are wrestling on the ground and playing with a toy she'll come up and boof at us (laughs) and tell us to stop yeah um and um it's so funny because she like loves my mom first my mom is her like first love basically um and so she at home she would always follow my mom around if my mom went to sleep at 2 a.m totes went to sleep at 2 a.m they were best buds um and totes is a very warm dog so she's really nice to have around in the winter like sleeping with because she's like a heated blanket in a sense um and my dad always like wanted totes to sleep with him um and he always had to go to sleep earlier because like he worked and everything and so my dad would take the dogs on walks and every time whenever he would take them on a walk he would yell um vamanos which means let's go and the two dogs would get up super hyper and like start jumping on him and would go and totes would always be his best friend for that walk in like 20 minutes afterwards and then my dad would try to scoop her up and take her to bed to sleep with him. And she would no. she would stay for 30 minutes. Like, she'd stay long enough for my dad to fall asleep. But the instant he was, like, sound asleep, she would, you would just hear her little footsteps through the hallway. And she was going to find my mom. That's really good. Yeah, she has an amazing recall. My parents always let the dogs go on, like, midnight adventure, which is exactly what it sounds like. At midnight, the dogs were able to, like, go play in the streets because, like, no one was really driving in that neighborhood at that time. Um, So they would go as far as they wanted, and then my mom would call their names, and if they came back within five minutes, then my mom would let them in. But sometimes totes would go on, like, further midnight adventures, so she would come an hour later, and the only reason that she we would know that she was home is because she would be at the front door, like, barking, like, let me in, let me in, it's my, it's my home, let me in. <laughs> um, but she's always been an amazing, loyal dog. Um, my parents are in a different country right now for a church thing, um, so we're taking care of her for the next three years, and yeah. I am very excited. She's helped train our dog, so yeah. We, she grew up with another dog. She helped train that dog a bit. Um, and then that dog passed away a little bit, quite a, a bit younger than he, I think, was intended to. Um, so my mom got another dog whose name is Toby, Australian Shepherd. Totes trained Toby. And then while we were in Texas, we um, got a pug, Enrique. The, yeah. I think you can kind of hear him in the background. Um, <laughs> and Totes kind of trained him but was like i don't know he's a little bit too energetic for me and we were like it's okay totes you don't have to deal with him your whole life and then <laughs> like, <laughs> like nine months later totes came home with us yeah um and now she does have to deal with him and now she does forever. have to deal with him but she is amazing and she keeps staring at me like shut up i didn't give you permission to tell any of these stories i hate you yeah. um but i know she loves me um she will sleep with me all day and prefers to sleep with me more than with keegan so i know she loves me and whenever i call her name she comes and um definitely your dog yeah and she likes to play tricks um 
do you know the tricks that I'm talking about? Or I have no idea no. what tricks you're talking about. I All I know is that if I'm petting her and then I stop petting her, she hits me with her own paw to show me how to pet. <laughs> oh, if you hear a sniffing, it's because Enrique's right up in the mic. He's licking the microphone. Hey, bud. Can hey, not do that, though. What if you... What if you... Come over here instead. Okay. <sighs> um, Toads has always loved, like, reprimanding <laughs> I guess. So whenever she was younger, she would hide her bones in places where she knew the other dogs would get to it and then just kind of wait. Oh. So whenever the dog got to it, she could yell and be like, that's my bone. Yeah. Yeah. It's mean. <laughs> <laughs> and she does it to Enrique all the time. <laughs> yeah. So she's a bit of a punk on that end. Some more fun facts about her. She loves um, Greek yogurt and sweets um and yeah she ate human food we're trying not to give her as much human food these days but she loves it um some other things about her she is a brown dog she has a little white spot on her neck and she loves sitting on brown things she loves being on brown blankets and brown pillows i don't know if she can actually see that color but if it's brown she's on it i remember once my brother in our in our game room we had a brown couch with a brown blanket so naturally totes was on it um but it was dark and my brother threw a football down the hallway <laughs> and because he didn't like see anything and so he threw it into the game room and suddenly we heard a ee! and then she just tip tap out of the game room and he was like no i hurt the totes so yeah um she's just an amazing dog and i love her and i love having her around and i guess i don't know keegan do you have any fun tote stories or any fun totes facts no (laughs) yeah she's a bully to enrique sometimes but she's sweet um oh i know when i go on when i come home for like my lunch break from work and stuff i like to like watch great british bake-off or whatever it's called it's fun uh and i sit in a white chair in our living room and like i'll like sit down turn on the xbox and like start it up and get netflix going so i can like listen to it in the background while i'm cooking my lunch and every day without fail almost every day without fail i stand up and go into the kitchen to make my thing and i come back and totes is in my spot (laughs) in the living room watching the tv and then she just looks at me guiltily and goes hmm i'm not doing anything wrong and i have to admit you're right totes you didn't do anything wrong because I didn't call tap tap spot back. <laughs> so she gets to steal my spot. <laughs> yeah. Totes. It's yeah. a good one. That's totes. I love her and I wanted to immortalize her. Excellent. If we ever get like a social media thing or I'll have Keegan upload a picture of her to the website. I think she's like an assistant. I feel keeps us on track. Oh man. There's a lot of stuff I got to do for the website. Mm. Yeah. Rip a dip. Okay. Uh, my turn. Okay. What are you talking about today? I don't know if you were thinking that was a metal band or something, but I no. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> uh, I think I already did them, but yeah, they're good. Uh, yeah, keep making that butter, Mimi. Uh, but my thing this week is is Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. In particular, I'm just like mostly looking at like the Wikipedia for them uh, because there's a lot and it's very good. Um, Oh boy, but as far as I can tell, Power Rangers debuted all the way back in August 28th, 1993 with the hit 
TV series Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Boo! Oh my goodness, I think you can only play 16, 11 seconds of that song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, because that is a unique song that they made for themselves um, and for their whole series and everything. Um, man, there is a lot. So I could talk about like the the actual show, but I kind of want to get into like the lore of like what's actually happening. So Power Rangers at its core is let me guess a it's very fun thing. a blue guy, a yellow guy, a red guy, a pink guy. I actually don't want to finish this sentence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, that's probably what you know about the Power Rangers. If nothing else, is that they are crime fighters who wear like skin tight leotards with like cool motorcycle type helmets with different designs, and they all have different weapons and stuff. And Enrique get just out. got trapped. Okay. There he goes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So each series revolves around a different team of youths that have been recruited and trained by a mentor of some sort and are able to morph into the power rangers um using a, either a mixture of like magic or science it's kind of just both and not very clear at one given point or another like it's not it, it changes from ser series to are series alien or human um it definitely is alien originally so in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, um, they are brought together by the powerful wizard Zordon, who is like the big head in the glass jar, yeah. <laughs> who speaks to them and goes, Power Rangers, you've been chosen because you're special to fight against Rita Repulsa. Rita, uh, yes, they made Rita. a live-action Power Rangers movie. Uh-huh, yes. Well, I mean, all Power Rangers is live-action. It's not animated, which is, what like, the big appeal you to know. it. Yeah, I know what you meant, though. Like, the, the modern one that came out in 2020? I think I know we've definitely watched it because I talk about this a lot. Actually, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but as of 2022, um, there are nine television seasons of 21 different themed series and theatrical films. Holy heck! So like, it's been around for a bit. Um, and the craziest part is like, it's not even based. Like, that's the American version, which is my the the Power Rangers, right? However, there. A, the original version of this is known as Super Sentai, which began in the 80s um, by um, Ham Saban, made a business trip to Japan. Uh, he was like a television producer and stuff, and he like kind of show, saw like people like doing parkour and stuff, and was like, oh, that's, that looks cool. What if they did that and fought crime? Oh. And he came up with this whole show that started in the 80s of the Super, uh, Super Sentai. Um and so what you actually see here in America um, is the result of him meeting up with Stan Lee from Marvel, that guy, Stan Lee, and Stan Lee was like, hey, we can definitely sell this and make this a thing in America, let's do Power Rangers in America dubbed, so what they ended up doing is the studios worked together originally it's like since then it's been passed around disney owned it for a little bit marvel owned it for a little bit and now it's back in uh belonging solely to saban he owns both super sentai and the power rangers franchise again um but what the story is is they film the original series for super sentai in japanese with the japanese actors in and out of the suits and then they have the people in the suits doing the flips and the jumps and fighting crime and stuff like that. And then they send it over to America where they film a different show, which is the Power Rangers. So the plots of the two episodes released weekly can be entirely different and not at all related. So Super Sentai oh. is doing its own story and Power Rangers is doing its own story 
following like the same premise of three to five kids who wear different colored morph suits and go through life. And it's always like two girls, three boys, right? Uh, more or less, yeah. Okay. So that's why I said like three to five. They normally get a couple more as the season goes on and stuff. Um, they fight crime and everything. But what's very interesting is in the American version, the story that we see in the dub it, like in the Ameri- in the English version is entirely different than Super Sentai and but the fighting parts are all the the uh, Japanese actors from Super Sentai doing their thing with their original storyline and it's just cut and spliced in a way oh to goodness. fit the story for the American thing being told that week which is that's super insane. cool yeah so that's like the real world like awesomeness of Power Rangers and then there's like the in-universe stuff that I really love of like it's super cool it's like really unique of like um Rita Repulsa originally was like after in that specific valley of California because like that's how she could get access to like the power of the moon or something like that I don't know it's very it's all over the place with the oh, plot okay, so but there isn't like a set like this is the exact look. yeah it's, not so they much kind of kept having plot holes so they had to like cover that up but then that made like other yeah holes. so like oh, yeah okay. and that's kind of the pattern with like the the english version of power rangers is that's what happens is like they kind of just go until they can't really tell a story anymore and then they just kind of like end it because they're not following the exact story of the super sentai and so on but what's really cool and what i think is awesome is like um a reoccurring bits that happen a lot is the characters themselves um, operate, like I said, in teams of three to five, um, and they all must obey um, these same general rules that are given to them by whoever uh, gives them their powers, which is uh, the Power Rangers may not use their power, their they're not like they can't like abuse their powers. Yeah, yeah. The Power Rangers may not use their Ranger powers for personal gain or for escalating a fight unless the enemy does so first. Nor may the Power Rangers disclose their identities to the general public. The penalty for disobeying these rules is the loss of their power. And that's typically like just kind of like a little clause to their superpowers is like you get to be a superpower, superhero. But you can't tell people about it or else you lose your powers. It says to the general public, do you know, like, if I'm a Power Ranger, can I tell you about it? But not, like, make an Instagram post where it's living as a Power Ranger. Like, can you tell immediate family? No. So that's a lot of the plot that we see is, like, it's teenagers because, like, teenagers are, like, pure of heart and aren't corrupted by society and stuff. So that's why it has to be teenagers. But teenagers also like have family drama dealing with and stuff so it's like the classic oh i'm secretly a superhero but i can't let my family know because one it'll put them in danger but two it'll literally make it so i can't use my powers to protect them type of thing so you just can't tell anybody um and like that's a lot of the plot in a lot of the series is normally at least one ranger has an issue with that and is like well that's dumb why can't i tell my my dad i tell him everything yeah and so on and so forth very mako mermaid <laughs> yes. that's what i was thinking yeah. i was like i don't want to bring in mako mermaids but this sounds a lot like i can't let a drop of water fall on yeah me. yeah so like they just have to balance work uh, like saving the world and also prom and stuff like that you know like just normal teenager <laughs> yeah. stuff like it's good goofy fun um in addition to like their cool um outfits uh they also get access to powerful beings known as Zords, and those are the huge robotic, like, animals and dinosaurs. Zords is the power... It's the mechs. Yeah, those oh, are okay. the mechs. Zords. And then when they all come together 
and that's what you probably know very well for Power Rangers as well, is, like, they all robotically link together. Like, a T-Rex will be the left arm, a Triceratops yeah, the right yes. arm. And then it, like, flies off. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, those are Megazords, and the exact same thing of, like, why sometimes in the, uh, in Power Rangers, the English version of Super Sentai, we see, like, it kind of looks goofy every now and then, is because, like, it's the same thing of, like, they're just taking clips from Super Sentai and what happens, happens. <laughs> so that's why you have, like, random panovers, and it's someone yeah. like, flipping over a building. Yeah, and... yeah, oh, okay. exactly. So it's just fun goofiness. You kind of touched on this earlier, but I did want to ask you, so, um, if you knew this off the top of your head. So in Super Sentai and Power Rangers, the color, pow- the color palette of each team varies from season to season and series to series. Um, what are the only ones that reoccur without fail in every iteration? Red. Correct, because that's the leader. Yeah. Um, blue. Yeah! Green. No? No, okay. No, you you nailed it. Those two are the only oh, ones that okay. are consistent in every iteration. Well, you kept yeah. me answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're good. Uh, the, the third one that's most uh, present is yellow, actually. Yellow, so okay. it's like red, blue, and yellow are the three reoccurring that are for sure in every iteration. And then uh, you sometimes get a black ranger or the white ranger or, or the, the pink, pink and ranger. yellow. Pink and green ranger show up too, yeah. And, like, all of them have their own, like... Not necessarily set personality traits, but, like, you do definitely get kind of, um, oh, gosh, what is the word? Uh, uh, uh not trend. Stereotype? Um, stereotype? No, it's not right. What is um, this called? Trope? Yeah, yeah, they they have a trope that they fill in the group. Red is always the leader, leader. but they're not necessarily the most qualified to lead, and, like, there's and the blue ranger. Is red is, like, the, like, head guy of the group yeah i don't think yeah. there's been a female red ranger yet correct i believe that may be different i don't know we'll look i'll look that up in a little bit here uh but yeah so red is normally a guy he is the main leader blue is second in command and more usually more like level-headed than the red ranger and kind of like reels in their ideas and attack patterns and stuff and can like step up if they need to or if the red ranger loses their powers which is a plot that happens a lot is like the red ranger in different series just can't keep their mouth shut that they're a power ranger and they lose their powers and the blue ranger has to end up becoming the new red ranger to like you fill know, in the when role. the blue one becomes the new red ranger does his color switch or is it just like he's like the new role of red uh both and it changes again from series to series but uh most commonly from what i found is like yes they literally will change their color because the zord can't activate without the red oh, ranger that's okay. the heart of the team that brings them all together the lifeblood if you will <laughs> yeah, it's usually like none of the kids were friends like they were all from different cliques um, and then came together, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be a, a good reoccurring thing that happens in a lot of the s- sagas. Um, and then besides them, you get uh, yellow and pink uh, are predominantly women. I don't know why for that one, but just is. Um, yellow noticeably is normally a person of color. Yeah. Uh, like cool for diversity, but also... Not, yeah, not done tastefully every time. Um, green is normally the jokester. Like, they, they, they keep it light. They're oh, you know what? In the live-action Power Rangers, the one in 2020, they actually... Okay, I know they're all live-action. So yeah. You guys know. The one that came to theaters, the theatrical Power Rangers, they actually do a joke off of the colors. It's like all the characters fall into a lake and they glow mm-hmm. with their color and the... Um, and, like, the 
Asian one who we've seen in past ones, which yeah. is usually the yellow color, he yells like, oh, I'm black. And then the character who is black um, is African-American. like... African-American. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm or, like quoting like from the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says like, oh man, I'm black. And then the other guy's like, no, you're not. I am. And he's like, no, look, I'm glowing. And he's like, oh my goodness, I'm blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Power Rangers. And then um, the rare rangers that appear every now and then are the Perfect. black... Ooh, I don't know if there's a purple I don't ranger. A purple I don't think there is. I it's normally like the primary colors, secondary colors, and then black and is white. Purple not a primary, secondary. I don't know. Let me let me see. If there's a purple ranger. I'll, I have the list of them. I'm I'm not saying like oh there is definitely a purple ranger. I just thought that purple was a primary color. I think it's a secondary color. Oh, there are purple rangers. Oh. Okay, you can't. Purple Rangers. They look kind of cool. Yeah, they like got like a pl- Black Panther type of oh, vibe with them. They have like a um, Sailor Saturn type of vibe from no, yeah Saturn. It's, is it Pluto? Oh man, I think I've already done Sailor Moon, but I need to look this one up again. Yeah, yeah, but purple is like another one of those that like occur every now and then and is cool. Uh, but like purple, white, and black, and like those not normal colors aren't part of the original teams most of the time it's like they are people who were working for the enemies a lot of the time and like they're corrupted rangers who then get brought to the good side at some point so like they're kind of like your loners that end up becoming like the best the best of the rangers eventually and like i really like that trope which is fun but yeah that was that was my thing this week power rangers slash super sentai it's (laughs) really fun it's just goofy fun and overdramatic all right well, yeah i really like that that was fun i think these were two fun topics um and furry topics <laughs> and yeah i guess that's i guess do you have any last bits or uh check out ill will i have another episode coming out this week it's going well it's I, fun to record Keegan hasn't missed any weeks of posting it from my understanding he's correct been, it's he's stressful sometimes pretty set coming out every week uh there's a tumblr for it it's called Keegan's gonna look up the tumblr and t- fill in this in <laughs> um and yeah it's a nice spooky podcast he usually does it when i'm sleeping in so i'll wake up and hear him go <sighs> into the microphone since that's a noise he has to make a yeah. lot um <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's just good. ill will official at on tumblr ill will official yeah, ill dash will dash official on tumblr check it out yep awesome well i think that'll do it all from here Hear uh, us here at Earworms to you guys. Until next time, bye bye.